This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. About to catch up with Barry Mother Effin Church here via the Boomer Jacks Bar and Grill Hotline. Former Cowboy Safety also spent some time with the Jacksonville Jaguars as well. Doing great work with DallasCowboys.com. Segment brought to you by Frankel and Frankel. We will uh, have a fun conversation coming up on the other side. Very quickly, Cowboys injury report is out before we bring Barry on. Uh, It appears Rico Dowdle is out for the game against the Lions. So is Jonathan Hankins. Tyron Smith listed as questionable, which is better than last week this time when he was doubtful. Yes. So we'll have to monitor that as we get closer to game day on Saturday. But without further ado, it's time for Barry Church. Yes, it is time. Barry, we have missed you. How the hell are you doing, my friend? Man, I'm doing amazing. I've missed that intro, man. It's been a long time since I heard that intro, man. It's good to be back. How about y'all, man? How y'all doing? We're doing fantastic. I hope you had a Merry Christmas and uh, a Happy New Year here around the corner. Obviously, Sunday did not go the way we wanted for our Dallas Cowboys. Back-to-back losses. You know, you were part of a team in 2014 that I think won all of your road games. Is there any advice you can give to this Cowboys team to get a win on the road? Man, I tell you what, um, in that 14 team, I think that was was led by Romo, Whitney, and those guys. But I'm telling you, that was one of the the tightest groups of uh, teams I've ever been around. I'm talking about, you know, defensive guys hanging out with offensive guys. I mean, we were extremely tight. So we had that mentality, you know, going into each and every road game, like, Hey, it's, it's it's us against the world, you know. From the especially on the defensive side of the football, because the year before that in 2013, I felt like we were historically bad on the defensive side of the ball. <laughs> yeah. So we had this, you know, going into 2014, we had this thing like, you know, they can all doubt us type deal. You know, you know, it doesn't matter what they say outside of the locker room. We had that kind of vibe all together as a defense and as a team. We were just extremely tight. So when we went to those road games, I mean, we we just all played for each other, and it kind of kind of worked out that way. But you know, this team has capabilities. They do have the capabilities of doing what they do at home, on the road as well. Um, they just got to get a little bit more consistent with it, and I, and I think they can. I think these last two games should be in favor for the Dallas Cowboys. Perry, uh, I have a football question, but I want to ask you another question. Would you ever walked out there and been a captain on your own uh, for a coin toss? Would you ever just, like, told any coach you're ever with, you know, whether you're at Toledo or Cowboys, Jags, would you just walked out and said, I'm going to be captain, I don't care what you guys are saying? Uh, no, because, you know, I liked my money too much and I didn't, you know, I didn't want to get my money back to the organization or the national football league. So I never would have, you know, went out there on my own, but I will say this, you know, when we were playing against Pittsburgh, you know, and those teams, we went up to Pittsburgh where I'm from originally, even when I was with Jacksonville, you know, they, they let me be the captain that week, even though I wasn't officially a captain. So I see both sides, but man, I like my money too much. I would never give it back like that. My question is like, okay, you're, you're, you got a little bit better run defense last week, but you had a team that's kind of a perimeter running team in the Dolphins. Mm -hmm. What did you see when you sat down and 
and studied your all 22 that was kind of different that maybe the Cowboys can carry into this week with a, a really decent uh, to a good uh, Detroit Lion rushing attack? Uh, well, I will say on the front line, especially on the interior part, um, they did a better job. I'm talking to Mozzie Smith and those defensive tackles um, of doing a better job of holding the point of attack. Um, you know, they were kind of stout in their position, at least at the beginning of the down, and they were able to hold it through. I mean, if you see, you know, where Miami had a lot of their success was on the edge. I mean, they were capturing the edge. But even with that, I felt like this defense overall, you know, performed better against the run, obviously, than they did against the Buffalo Bills. What what still kind of concerns me, though, defensively, when you talk about that run game, to me, it's it's the second level, you know, with yeah. those with the two linebackers, Bell and Clark. You know, there are a lot of promise in both of those guys, but when when you look at it, um, they're just staying kind of attached to these blocks too much. I mean, there's too many times where we see, you know, these offensive lines driving, you know, Clark back or Bell trying to avoid to try to get into a fit and using his quickness, but sometimes that quickness and avoidance kind of opens up another hole for the running back to go through. So to me, you know, they, they, they've got to find a way to get downhill quicker and get off of these blocks on the second level. Um, but overall, I mean, they're, they're going to have to buckle the chin straps for this game against Detroit because you just talked about it. I mean, they got two dynamic running backs with two completely different styles. So it's going to be a heck of a matchup in the trenches for uh, this week against for the Dallas Cowboys this week. Catch up with Barry Church here in the G-Bag Nation. It, you're a former safety. The Cowboys asked their safeties to do to do so much. When you mentioned Marquise Bell, he's a converted safety. He's playing linebacker. But guys like Donovan Wilson, J. Ron Curse, Malik Hooker, who finally got back last week and, and played well. I, I, what do you think and what's your assessment right now of the safeties, uh, specifically a guy like J. Ron Curse, who was so good a couple of years ago, but a lot of fans now kind of looking at who might be the weak link of that secondary? Oh uh, yeah, I mean they're asking, like you just said, they're asking their group of safeties to do a lot. I mean that's that's a lot to put on the plate, especially of a Marquise Bell going from safety to linebacker and and being in those trenches with those guys at two hundred and you know five pounds, whatever he is. That's tough for him. And um, when you look at the trio of safeties, as far as you know, Hooker, uh, Donovan Wilson, and Curse. Um, I believe they did play, you know, a little bit better last year. And you wanted to see coming into this season, you know, them take that next leap as a whole. Um, to take to basically you know be those that trio of safeties that we saw in, in years past, but it just really hasn't come to fruition um, in whatever forever, whatever the case may be. Um, I felt like Curse was a, a lot better in coverage last year than he is this year. Um, Donovan Wilson, he's still knocking heads off and coming downhill, but we saw you know a couple years ago he was able to get more turnovers than yeah. he is this year. So. I just believe, you know, it's it's a little bit of a down year for those guys, but they're still playing at a level that, you know, you can get the job done defensively. It's just got to be a little bit more consistency. Barry, tell our listeners how terrifying it is to play safety when you got guys like Hill and and Waddle and those guys that can run on the outside. Uh, it, it's it makes the game so much different because when you're at safety, especially if you're in a deep part of the field, you're already sitting back 15 yards. You're thinking, okay, I can flat root, read this for a little bit, and then the play will come to me if necessary. But I can always get on top if I see a receiver going. But with Tyreek Hill, man, and the speed he possesses, and I've played against him when he was in Kansas City. I mean, there, there's no depth on the field to where he still doesn't have the ability to run past you. I mean, it's the fastest man I've ever seen on grass. And that dynamic alone basically takes two of your 11 defenders out of the game because you're going to want to double team him, somebody on top and somebody underneath for all the uh, short stuff. So basically he's going to take two defenders away from your defense. And even those two defenders may not be able to stop him completely. You can only hope to contain him. And I think the Cowboys overall last week, you know, did a good job in mm-hmm. containing him, you know, holding him to under 100 yards. 
Um, he's still going to get his catches, but we didn't see those huge explosive plays. It was more of a bend but don't break system with uh, the defense last week. So I feel like overall they did a decent job on him, but that's all you can hope for is basically contain him. You can never stop him. And I was going to ask you too, Barry, we've seen on the like a couple of times on the goal line now that tight red zone for the Cowboys defensively where teams have kind of the motion. I mean, I'm talking about the moster pass, that uh, yeah. the four-yard pass, and, you know, it's like – it's like they move one guy, two guys move on your defense, and then all of a sudden it's like guys running into each other. Uh, yeah. Is where, where is is it communication? Is it recognition? Or does it just happen so damn fast that you can't adjust quickly enough to, to stop it? To me, it, it comes down to 100% communication on this one as far as motions are concerned. Because when you look at it, you look at a Dan Quinn system, you know, he, he runs some of the, you know, man-to-man more than almost any team in the National Football League. And if I understand that, I know other offenses do as well. So when they get into that red zone, they motion back to see, you know, if everybody's in man-to-man coverage. And they put you in the bind. When they put, you know, most are back in the backfield, they let him leak out through the backfield yeah. and break to the left. So there's so many crisscrosses going on that – if you're not communicating with another guy that you may be double teaming that running back with, you're, you're going to run into other cats out there. So that's why you got to communicate, you know, ahead of time. You got to be kind of have that foresight to know if he comes to my side, I'm going to make sure I pick him up. But if he comes through this traffic and goes away from my leverage, I need you to be there as well. And what we saw right there was a miscommunication because nobody picked him up coming out of the backfield. And I guarantee you, if with man-to-man coverage, somebody was supposed to have that man coming out. So to me, it comes down to communication, and they've got to be better at it in the red zone because things happen so fast down there. Cowboys offense was humming along for several weeks, and they kind of hit a stall, obviously, against Buffalo. It was a little bit better last week. Have you noticed substantial changes from this Cowboys offense compared to years past? Yeah, I mean, years past, even when I was playing, you know, it was always a, a kind of a run first to set up the play action and all that good stuff, and, and we'll see from there. But this, this year, especially, you know, since Dak has been on this run as far as MP, MVP is concerned, it's really kind of been a pass first and we'll run when needed deal. I mean, and so far this season, I mean, Dak has he's pretty much excelled at that role because he's, he's not turning the football over. You know, he's taking what defense has given him. And at, at the very end of the game, even last week, you know, he gave his team an opportunity to win. You know, did they put up 35 points or, you know, was it perfect? No. Uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Could they have been better on third down? Of course. But when you look at it, they gave this team the lead, you know, with two minutes and 27 seconds left in the football game. And as a defense, that's really all you can ask for. So when you talk about this offense, you know, have they been hitting on all cylinders these past two games? No, they have not. But I do believe that they can go on another run similar to what they did earlier this season. Barry, as you as you do get ready for this Saturday night game, what, uh, what of the Lions – concerns you most offensively defensively coaching what what what's what's on your plate of man they have got to take care of this to win this football game um for the dallas cowboys when i look at the the detroit lions offense what concerns me is the trenches i mean that that offensive line for the detroit lions it's a doozy and it may be the best that the cowboys have played so far this season and then you combine that with 
you know, two stud running backs. I mean, you got, you know, Montgomery who's, who can plow you over, but he does have the speed to take it to distance at any given moment. And then you look at Gibbs as well, coming out of the backfield as a receiving threat, as a running back, and he's a slasher, has all the speed. To me, that's really concerning because we saw these past two weeks, they did a better job against Miami, but against Buffalo, that same kind of style of running back of James Cook is what Gibbs possesses. And that gave him all type of problems two weeks ago. So that concerns me for um, the Dallas Cowboys defense. For the for the Cowboys offense, what concerns me is that that, that defense for Detroit, they're physical, man. They're yeah. a physical bunch. They're led by Dan Quinn. They understand, or not Dan Quinn, I'm sorry, Dan Campbell. Mm-hmm. And they understand, you know, what the mentality is to be physical. They will fight you for 60 minutes. You got to understand that. And their defensive line, it may not have a lot of household names outside of Hutchinson. And the sack numbers may not be great. But they're putting pressure on the quarterback. They they're hitting quarterbacks out there. And that's going to be hard for Dak Prescott to go back there and kind of be, you know, I don't want him running for his life the entire game. So what concerns me the most about that uh, Detroit defense has got to be just their motor and everybody running and hustling to the to the ball carriers. And it's going to be a fight for 60 minutes come Saturday. You actually, you've actually played with a lot of good pass rushers. Have you ever seen anything with what Mike is going through and the lack of holding calls right now? I've never seen anything like it, especially from a primetime pass rusher like that. I mean, usually if anybody's going to get the calls, it's those type of guys. And we've seen these past couple weeks that he's been getting harassed out there when it comes to holding. Now, am I one to blame the refs? Not at all. And I believe Mike is not blaming them either. He's just saying, like, man, come on, I got to get a little something here. We got guys, you know, one one around my neck, one around my waist, and I got another guy holding my ankles. Like, can we get something going on here? So I understand his frustrations, and to me it's kind of weird that a star pass rusher like that is not getting the, uh, the benefit of the doubt or the calls out there. Barry, thank you so much for giving us some time, man. You're the best. We love you. And uh, enjoy the game on Saturday. Let's come out with a dub. No, oh, I hope so. I hope so, man. Thanks for having me. I'll talk to you all later. Sounds good. There he is. Barry, mother effing church, your former Cowboy safety. Uh, always love getting him here in the G-Bag Nation on the Boomer Jacks Bar and Grill Hotline. Have you ever had a random person walk into your house unexpectedly? All right. How about a professional athlete doing this? I got two stories for you. What? And both of them are former NFL players. That's next on the fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.